Welcome to I Hope This Doesn't Suck, a show about life, photo, video, and trust me when I say, a whole lot of other things. Oh, and sometimes I have guests. I'm Jake Lawrence, and uh, welcome to the show. I have guests, right? But all of my guests have had mics, so I'm like terrified for the day where somebody's like, I don't have a mic. Dude, all of your guests (laughs) have had mics? Every single one, dude. Dude, what a lifestyle to live when that happens. <laughs> I have talked to certain people that I swear if they told me they were talking through an aluminum can on the other side <laughs> of a fence, I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually, yeah, you're right. That makes that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that actually sounds totally <laughs> accurate. Yeah, no, man. Like, I had at uh, It's Big Ben on last week. Great, great episode. He, Such a good episode, uh, dude. Oh, thanks, man. So good. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, But of he had... He had his like his Zoom H4n just like propped up right there, ready to go. It sounded uh, great. Jay Perry, Jay Perry had a like studio condenser mic. I don't think I've had anybody without a mic. Like I had this dude Dunna did it. Mm-hmm. He was on the show. He's an audio <laughs> engineer, so he obviously had mic. He had your mic actually. Yeah, the SM7B. Um, oh, dude, goals someday. It's a someday dude, thing. Dude, what do you, you mean goals? I mean? It's like three fifty. It's three fifty, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know, but uh, but yeah, dude, I've talked to. Two people with a mic out of 24 episodes. I think only two or three. Oh Everyone's been on a phone, dude. I just, I mean, I went to school for, I mean, we can talk about this stuff in the podcast too, but I went to school for audio sure, engineering. Sure. So like I've kind of learned how to make a phone. Like it sounds like a phone, but I, I've taken a lot of the high end out and like I can, I can Which make it good. sound okay. That was um, going to be my next question is, do you EQ oh, dude. the phone calls? Cause I'm, I'm assuming yes. you do. Cause they sound better than a normal Thanks, but yeah, no, I EQ the phone for sure. I EQ everything. Like my process is all Pro Tools, and that's what I went to school for. So, oh, like, shoot. yeah, yeah. What I do is, I mean, it's a simple pass through, but I put a compressor on, I put EQ on, um, I put a limiter on. Recently, I've been doing that. Uh, sometimes I put another EQ through the master VO through both of them, so like they can kind of be on the same wavelength. Um, I don't do sure. too much, but I EQ me, I EQ the guest, and and the. Uh, Basically, all I do is I put like dynamics on both tracks so I can have an auto gate. Okay. So any of that like room sound or like anytime I'm talking and you're not, it's just completely silent. Yeah. And then I just EQ everything that I can. And literally that's it. Like I do a little bit of compression. Yeah. And then I send it out. And that's that's it. perfect. And I wish I could do that. The reason that I can't put a gate on them is because mm-hmm. of the phone frequency when the gate shut, when, when it hits it goes from like that little bit of static that you get used to to just nothing. So it's too well, yeah, much of a step. The phone, there's too many decibels, exactly. I assume, probably. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because, you know, when you're, when you're doing it with mics, it makes so much more sense. Dude, I know. We I, need, I need a studio, man. We need to team up with oh, a studio dude, somehow. Let's do it. Let's oh, fucking party. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of I Hope This Doesn't Suck. And today we're bringing yet another guest... I know you guys are enjoying the guests, so I'm just going to keep throwing them your way. Today we have Dane Diener. I hope that I pronounced that correctly. That's it. Uh, He's a podcaster, photographer, all-around lifestyle person who does things. 
He runs the Dark Room podcast, and if you haven't checked that out, please do. It's a fantastic podcast. He interviews a lot of really cool people. Dane, say what's up, man. Dude, uh, thank you for that intro. Thank you for having me on. Uh, <laughs> thanks course. for having me on this podcast, man. I'm a fan, and uh, and you do a good job. Thanks, man. Yeah. I sincerely appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all spawned from anxiety, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all, we all got to have something, right? We, we all got to have something. So... I'm going to ask you some basic questions just as I do with everybody else, but yours is going to be a little different. Sweet. What got the dark room podcast started? Oh man, dude, this is, I could take this, uh, a few different ways. I'm going to cram it all into one way. So, um, man. Okay. So let me go back. Let me go back to the very beginning of when this idea for the dark room podcast before it even had a name where it stemmed from. So, I uh, I had a podcast before the Dark Room podcast. I'm sure nobody listening knows what that is. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you now, it's called Real Nice Boys. And this is a podcast that I did with one of my best friends who I went to college with, who I met through school, and we ended up working at the same job together. And he's one of the funniest dudes I've ever met in my life. And I come from like an improv comedy background, so... Oh, that's like, rad. I had, I had literally no clue. Yeah. That's sick. We'll get into that's that way too. Sick. But, um, okay, perfect. so, so like in having a, like, I mean, for years, like UCB groundlings, like a few different other places. And so like, I, I was around a lot of funny people growing up or at least going up through like improv. Right. And when I first met sure, him, I was like, course. dude, like, so like you did improv and then you went to school and that's how we met. And he's like, no, no, no. What are you talking about? I've never done that ever. So he's just like a naturally hilarious dude um and we oh, are just really good buds so i was like man like wouldn't it be fun because we we went to school for audio engineering together at the same time and i was oh, like dude sick. like instead of just doing homework all the time and like doing you know faux podcasts for a homework assignment like let's just like do our own podcast once a week just do a podcast why not exactly man? we'll shit. be able to hang out and uh just shoot the shit so he was into it and we worked together so we could do this once a week and I was really into this podcast, Hollywood Handbook, at the time. And I still am. I don't listen to it as much. But it's like a super just random comedy podcast, like two dudes doing improv and like being random with each other. Uh, so we did that. And we did it for like four or five months. And the episodes are absolutely ridiculous. Nothing to do with photography. And anyways, oh, nice. anyways, my point is, like, th- I led this up to, to say that after that podcast stopped and I started vlogging and doing a few more things. Uh, like in the creative space, like on my own, you know, I kind of always in the back of my head had this idea to do a podcast, but, you know, talk to like my favorite creators and my favorite, you know, people in the space, whether they're a photographer, videographer, you know, founder of a company, like really like any, any type of creative, you know, person that I was into, I'd love to chat with them and pick their brain. Um, but and I you've just, had some real fucking crazy guests, let me just say. Oh, thanks, man. As soon as I saw Chris Burkhard was on there, I was like, oh, okay. Dude, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, the guests have been absolutely amazing. It's been so cool. Um, but but the idea was kind of, you know, building up, and I knew it was a big undertaking on my own, so I didn't really do do it yet. And then the dudes from Darkroom, <clears throat> the, uh, the site, darkroom.tech, which is actually going to turn into darkroom.com soon, uh, what they oh, do nice. is they they make it easy to sell prints as a photographer. So I knew them because I had a dark room, you know, set up where I could sell my prints. I think I sold like two in a year. It was great. Super lucrative <laughs> for my photography. <clears throat> so anyways, those dudes come to LA like six months ago and 
uh, I hit them up in an Instagram uh, or D- an Instagram DM. Like I'm like seven years old. I hit them up in a DM. <laughs> you slid into those DMs. I slid man. into their DMs and I was like, hey guys, <laughs> coming to LA. Uh, you know, I got some cool spots you can go to. If you want to get coffee, let me know. And they right away were like, yeah, man, like we love to hang out, love to get coffee. So we met up, we got coffee uh, in Brentwood, if you know the area. And we were just chatting and we were just talking and I was getting to know them. They were getting to know me. And then, you know, we kind of got on the topic of like what I would want to do creatively outside of just sell prints. And I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool to have this, you know, podcast where we talk to, you know, super creative people in our space that like are doing big things and, you know, get, you know, get to know how they did it and blah, 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 all that. And they were like, yeah, man, that would be great. Who can do it? And I was like, you know, raising my hand at the side (laughs) of the table, like I, I can do it. Um, you know, like I have the experience with audio engineering. I have the experience with shooting. I've been shooting for like 12 years now, I think. Um, experience with hosting in a way, if you count real nice boys as hosting, Uh, I don't (laughs) know. Like like, honestly, dude, like I don't have any real experience to do the podcast at all. If you really narrow it down, like I have none, right. I'm just a dude that like has the tools, which is like another side note of like, yeah, if you have the stuff and you can do it, just do shit, you know, just do stuff. Dude, it's like the idea. It's like the idea of fake it till you make it. But it's like, I feel like we live in a time where faking it is no longer a thing. Like everything is so accessible that you can literally just like start a podcast and no one would ever know that you didn't used to, that you're not like a professional podcaster. That's the beauty of it. I, yeah, I am everything but 100%, um, everything but that. And you know, we got stoked on it and like (laughs) going back to the guests that we've gotten, like I'm super lucky to, you know, have teamed up with these guys, Anders and Theo. Uh, that run Darkroom because for one, they're super talented dudes. Uh, they're super young. Uh, I think they're like 23, 24. Um, super oh, young, wow, super shit. talented, like super hungry in the space. And they know a lot of people, you know, like that's why this collaboration for the podcast has been great because, you know, they have made like these really good relationships with the relationships with these photographers and these creatives. And like, that's what kind of helped this come full circle at least in the very beginning with the guests. And now it's just kind of snowballed to, to what it's become. Well, I mean, now your podcast just kind of has notoriety. Like people just know of it. So they're like, hell yeah, I want to be a guest on there, man. Like, look who they had on last week. Look who they've had on in the past. I mean, this is quite, quite the roster. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. It's it's been cool. Yeah. It's super cool to kind of, to kind of hear the origin story of that. Cause you always want to know, yeah. right? Like every time you see somebody doing something successful, you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I'm super curious. And it's just kind of cool to hear that it just kind of started, man. Like, you, so your improv background, Yeah, let's, let's get into that. So Definitely. did you go to school for improv or, or was that all like just the audio engineering you did improv on the side or like, so what's I, that all about? I was a senior in high school and uh, I didn't know like every senior in high school, what was going to happen in my life. And I was like, huh, this is weird. That's fair. What's going to happen next year? I don't know. What do I want to do? I don't know. Um, and I was always kind of into comedy. Like I did a play in junior high school, little shop of horrors. I hope that tape does not exist anywhere. I'm sure it might. I hope it does. Somebody find it. I think, I think mom has it, but mom lost it, but it's somewhere. I know it's somewhere, but don't find it. Mama Uh, Diener, please (laughs) find it. (laughs) Uh, So, so I kind of knew that I wanted to, uh, oh shoot. Did you hear that? That was a little buzz on my, uh, my, uh, computer. Anyways, I I kind of knew that I wanted to 
do something in comedy. Like I kind of, you know, was that like dude in class to get in trouble all the time and like make jokes and be ridiculous. I was like, why don't I try to like make this a thing? So, um, I did like a groundlings course. Uh, if you don't know groundlings, it's like one of the like three top improv spots in, uh, on the West coast, there's like groundlings, UCB, and then second city if you're in Chicago. But being in LA, I went to uh, this groundling school for a little bit. Okay. And it was awesome. It was great. It was fun. I was there for like three months. Uh, I dug it. And then I went to upright citizen, upright citizens brigade. It's a hard one. UCB for two years. And then through there, like I kind of met people and, you know, you kind of team up with people that you like to, you know, do improv with and be funny with. And then you kind of make a little improv troupe. And then that troupe, it's solely on you guys to like book your own gigs end up in you know different spots it's like a band man it's like a band it's just like a band one one of my favorite podcasts is last podcast on the left uh and one of the hosts henry sabrowski he uh is was started all in an improv group called murder fist oh geez and that's how he literally that's how he got every he's in like the wolf of wall street yeah he was on crashing and stuff Uh, and it's just really interesting to kind of hear that you have a similar sort of background of like improv comedy and how that kind of translates into podcasting because i feel like this entire medium is improv it is i feel right it's 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 a yes maybe it's not 100 yeah yeah, like maybe it's not comedy, but we're literally just sitting here fucking shooting the shit. Yeah, for sure. And to me, you know, the, like, even a conversation is basically improv. You're just making shit up as you go. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and I was going to say, that, uh, Donald, uh, Donald Glover, growing up, he was a huge inspiration to me, right? Like his improv yeah. and all that. And like, that's where he started. He started in improv. So I was like, man, yeah. like, why don't I, you know, to follow in the footsteps of someone that I'm super inspired by. Like that doesn't sound like a bad deal, you know? And I was super into that for for that reason too in the beginning. Dude, absolutely. One, you know, you you see somebody like Donald Glover and like see where he goes. It's like, why not, you know, follow in the footsteps? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So to move in to a topic that we talk about a lot on this show, how'd you get into photography? Oh man. So I think I know. I think I know. Uh, And I say, I say that because when I first started working at circuit city in 2000, I know, right. Throwback baby. Uh, I got a job at circuit city in 2006. And, uh, the only reason I say, I think I know is because I know that for a fact, I got put in the photo department for a reason because they were like, do you want to do cashier or do you want to do photo department? And I said, uh, I think I'll do photo. So if if I had that option, exactly. Of course. (laughs) hundred percent. So I go in photo I have no idea what a camera is. And at that time, I swear cameras were like six megapixels, maybe eight. Oh, dude, if you had a really it. sweet point and shoot, like eight megapixels. Dude, uh, hell yeah. Yeah. That, that was the shit back then, dude. Canon 40D. Are you joking? It, it, <laughs> 10 megapixels. Exactly. There you go. Okay. So <laughs> I first started uh, working in that department. So I had to learn cameras a little bit enough to sell them. And then sure. I remember I picked up my first camera. I think it was a year after that. So it was two, must have been 2007. And it was the, um, oh man, oh man. Was it the Canon? It wasn't the T2i. It was before they made T2i. It was the... Um, it's like a Rebel? It was a Re- yeah, or Rebel. Yeah, Re- Rebel. Um, 
Oh man, it was a Rebel like XL something. I don't know why I'm butchering this. I should know my very first camera right now. They had a Rebel XT. XTI like a is Rebel. an XTI. That dude, that was my first that, camera. That's too. it. Yes, the XTI. <laughs> Rebel XTI. Canon Rebel Hell XTI. Yeah. That thing. so everybody starts on Canon. Everybody, everybody, everybody starts on Canon, and then they all end up so, with Sony. Know. I've been realizing. <laughs> uh, I know everyone too. It's like even the podcast. I'm like, so what you shoot with? And they're like, oh, Sony. I'm like, man, I gotta get one. Uh, so <laughs> I got a rebel oh, XTI. I saved up for like two months. I was getting paid like $3 an hour somehow. And I got the camera. And then I remember the first shot I took, I remember the shot so specifically it was in front of circuit city because I had just bought the camera. So I'm outside and of circuit you have a city. Camera, you're just like, yeah, I'm like, everything. I'm like holding it up. I probably had to work for another three hours that day, but I just kicked down the doors. Like, I'm out of here. You know, the world is mine now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a camera. Everything yeah, else I have is a, nothing. I have a camera. I'm out, but I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> so I go outside. My buddy Pat, uh, who's still a good friend of mine today, was there with me, and he walks outside with me. And there was this big bush in the in the front in the parking lot, like a gigantic bush, like six feet wide. Should not oh, jump shit. over it. No one could ever jump over this bush. But I had a camera now. So my buddy Pat's like, "Oh yeah, like first shot. Like how about I jump over this bush?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, great." And I don't know what I'm doing. I, I bet I, sh- I, I I set the shutter to like probably like a 60th of a second, right? Were you even in manual or were you like full auto? Oh, dude, who point? knows? Oh, I was full auto. Once I saw that A, <laughs> if I saw the A for the first two years, I was on that thing. 100%. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, my first shot, uh, long story long, is a picture of my buddy jumping over a bush in front of Circuit City. And he's probably blurry. That photo I don't think exists anymore, but it did for a while. That's the hardest thing about going back, right? Like when I first, so technically my first ever camera was this Nikon film SLR uh-huh. that my mom's old boss gave me and I shot with it and I was super, I remember one photo that I took that I was like so obscenely proud of. It was like super shallow focus uh, of my mom. She had, she had a cigarette between her fingers uh-huh. And I, and I put it on my DeviantArt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, gone. dude. Nice. That's way gone. Yeah. Um, and it, it said, smoking ruins a picture. And I thought I was the coolest artist. Dude. Yes. I was literally the coolest fucking guy. <laughs> um, so I started shooting a little bit more with that film camera. Yeah. And then I was like, I really like the idea of digital because like I see all these people being able to look at the pictures on the back of the camera and like, that would be so sick. So oh, for my so cool. 16th birthday, my mom got me an XTI from like Costco. Yes. And I never took it seriously. So I literally like I shot for maybe two more years, did a few shoots. I did like my sister's like wedding, not wedding photos, but like her invitations. Yeah. Um, and then I did, you know, like not a lot. Um, and I like put it down, hadn't picked it up for a long ass time. So flash forward to 20, holy shit, 15. Um, I have both, I had both my cameras. So at that point I also had a Lumix GH2, okay. which I had bought, um, because I was like, oh, I'm going to get into video now. Cause everybody's in video. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. I was like, I don't have the attention span to learn anything. <laughs> I'm an immature little idiot. So I didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, and somebody breaks into my house, steals both oh, my no. cameras, my MacBook air. I had just gotten a windows, uh, surf surface pro three 
like that I saved for such a long time. My mountain bike, like everything. Oh, dude, and no, man. You you don't miss something until it's gone. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So for like the longest time, I kept searching through my closet because we'd never reported that my cameras were stolen because I didn't think about them at the time. Right. Because I was literally like, I don't shoot ever, so like whatever. Yeah. But then I they were gone, and I was like, fuck, I really miss these. And oh, like, dude. Flash forward to twenty. 17 and my boss he was a really really good photographer and i was like do you have an old camera that i could buy off you he sells me his canon 40d so that's the only reason i have all that nice 40d knowledge of like 10.1 megapixels and shit oh man from then on it's just been history man i went back to lumix for a little bit bought a lumix gx85 because frankly i'm not i wasn't even 100 percent sure what i was doing i was literally like i remember lumix being pretty sweet so i went back it's tough it's tough there's a lot Oh, there absolutely. And then after that, I went to a Sony A sixty five hundred, and now I'm just a now I'm just a sick Sony fanboy. Dude, so, nice man. You See, you've been all over the place. I feel like a lot of people, <laughs> almost everyone I talk to, is like, yeah, I started with Canon, went to Nikon, now on Sony, and I'm just like, uh, I went Canon, and then I got a Canon, and then I got a Canon, and then I got the Mark IV five D, but it's a, it's a Canon. Canon. Yeah. 100%. Like, Canon, come on. Canon, you have no idea. I've been around for like 12 years. Please, just come on. Send me a sticker. Just one sticker. Just just throw me something. Throw me some love. I would get you a know, Canon tattoo 100% if they sponsor me with gear. So if you're listening, Canon, come on. Dear Canon, if you're listening to my podcast, I am so sorry yeah. for all the things I've said about you. But also, um, Sony, <laughs> I, I've been looking at you a little bit, just a tiny bit. I've been interested. I've been Dude, dabbling. Toes have been in the I've, water. I've been, I've been using Sony because I also got doing a lot of video work. So like, yeah, I absolutely adore Sony for video. Like it is just. The, yeah. the low light performance on a crop sensor camera is literally mind blowing. Like if I had an a seven three, the world would be like over whatever. Can I, mean, I ask you a question? Everything. Yeah. Uh, um, so when it comes to video, if you like with your Sony, can you record more than that 25, 30 minute mark to where the mirror shuts? Cause the camera gets too hot. Can you do more than that? So there's a way, uh, in my Sony camera, the a 6,500, yeah. you can go in, um, you have to download like the, the play memories app and you can just shut that off. Okay. You can literally shut off the 30 minute record time. Uh, the biggest problem with that was it was overheating when shooting in 4k. Yeah. I never shoot in 4k cause I don't have 10 terabytes of like, yeah. hard drive space to, to fucking use. Yeah. That's, re- so, yeah, that's too much. So that's kind of like, I still haven't done that personally cause I only really shoot short form stuff. Same. And I do takes all the time. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking about like recording this podcast and like, you know, having like a nice, that is exactly what I'm stuff. thinking too. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. And, there's, there's certain and, people I know that, that have what you said, like this like app or this thing that they put in their camera mm-hmm. that just kind of shuts that mode off. So I've been, I I've think been in interested. the a seven three, they got rid of it too. And if you're going to get a Sony camera, get an a seven three. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately that thing's a, it's a monster, man. My, one of my buddies has one and I've played with it multiple times and it's just, it's beautiful. It's yeah. fantastic. And all in all, it's just an incredible camera. Like it is really just, oh, you just the, the, the ISO performance is obscene. Yeah. I've seen people shoot it like ISO 8,000 for like sports stuff. That's insane. In like a hockey arena. Yeah. And it's still like crystal clear. Dude, it's, my it's ISO on my XTI topped out at mm-hmm. 1600 i think hell yeah i think 1600 and that was insane at the time dude insane. back in the day you know that 40d because of 1200. that 1200 oh wait 1200 for that 40 
Dude, that, that fucking thing was in 2004. Unreal. Now, did this, because what it did to me, I don't know if it did this to you or anybody listening, but having that low ISO growing up shooting in like 2006, 7, 8, made me like super paranoid about my ISO. Like I'm sure if anyone gets a camera like last year, right? They're used to being like, oh, 32,000 ISO, crank it up. Let's Fucking do this whatever, thing. just crank that but boy. I swear if I, today, if I hit 3,200, I'm like, mm, it's almost like if I'm, I'm standing on the end of a boat and I'm like about to kind of fall off. I'm like, eh, back it up just a little bit. Like 3,200, 6,400, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it does, but it's scary. Like it's freaky stuff, man. And it's because Dude, it's a of straight that. up panic attack. It's for because me. of like, like growing up with that, you know? Dude, absolutely. Everything. Shoot everything at a hundred. And yeah. you can shoot everything at a hundred. Everything. And when I was when I was using that GX eighty five, it's a smaller sensor. It's micro four thirds. So it's not necessarily like the greatest noise performance in high ISO. Right. So I would shoot everything at like one sixth of a second. Because if like, especially if I was shooting like handheld one sixth of a second, because it had such an insane like IBIS system in there. Um, and I was able to get like perfectly clean stuff, but I would never pass. I would never pass 800 ISO. Yeah. Because scary. I was like, this is just going to be noisy and terrible and it's going to be discolored and everything's just fucking ruined. Yeah. hundred percent over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ooh, well, I feel no, like, I feel like, down. I feel like you're a man who, um, who knows his gear pretty well. And unfortunately, (laughs) I I just can't, I've never, I don't know. I've never been a gearhead and I've wanted to be a gearhead. Like I like the idea of being like, oh yeah, like I can talk gear all the time. Um, unfortunately though, I don't know. Like I just don't have that bone. So maybe that is also why I'm like, oh, Canon, let's do a Mark two. And then it's like, oh, okay. Maybe Mark three. And it's like, all right now Mark four, you know, like, see, I don't, like, I don't and I'm the out. exact opposite. Like you just said, I'm a total fucking gearhead. I get mm-hmm. real, real bad about it, man. Like, yeah super duper bad like when it came to this podcast i was like oh, i just want the best everything i want to do everything that i can yeah i need samson's because they're the best for the price but and like it was just that it was the whole thing and i even have like one of my earliest episodes that did very well was like how to get over gas uh-huh. which is gear acquisition syndrome because it's it, when you when you don't have like a shit ton of money or, or whatever and you still have gas it's a real bad problem yeah right? like i'm sure okay like I, I have something and i'm just not happy with it because i know there's something better right you know that kind of thing yeah for and sure. i feel like like with a lot of uh canon people i feel like it's really not that big of a deal because you're still getting good results and that's all that fucking matters yeah at the end of the day yeah but when you're like me and you're like specs 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 you're literally like just, I don't even know, man. I, I can't even like, can't even get behind, get into that because I, I'm going to, I'm going to stereotype bad. cannon owners right now. All of us, you guys, sure. if we all have cannons, we just don't know shit. We don't know gear. So we're just going to continue <laughs> to shoot cannon. I'll admit it. I don't know. I'm going to shoot cannon. You know what I'm going to get next? I don't know. Maybe like a C200. What is it? Cannon. I don't know. It's going to be good. <laughs> it's a cannon, dude. Yeah, it's a cannon. I, I've got EF glass, everything. Like, it's all good. I mean, I, I know well, how to put a memory card in it. So that's, I don't want to change that up, you know? <laughs> I know how to put a it's, CF it's card way in. Different I don't know how to put an SD card in anything, so I'm not going to even try it. There's also a certain amount of loyalty to what you know, right? Like, you know exactly, I'm sure, how to use all the autofocus settings in your Canon, everything. Yeah. Like, you know your camera. Yeah. Like, whereas when you switch from, like, Canon to Lumix to Sony to back to Lumix yeah, to, like, all too. this kind of stuff. Yeah, no. Um, one, I feel like it helps... Like my thing is like, you know how people are like, can you drive stick shift? Yeah. Right. Like if, if, if there was an emergency situation, could you drive a stick shift car? I want to be able to shoot every single camera system that I can just in case like 
somebody's like, hey, is there a photographer here? Oh my God, the photographer just passed out at this wedding. <laughs> I need somebody to be able to shoot. Yeah. And they have like a Nikon D800. And I'm just like, okay, I can shoot with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I like it's like that. an emergency preparation thing. Yeah. It's very stupid. <laughs> All things considered, no, it's, it's incredibly good. silly. No, it's totally but good. But it's, you know, I, I, treat it, I treat it as such, I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, let's go ahead and get right on back into it. <laughs> so, <laughs> this fucking, my brain's literally like, woo. So, okay. You met with the guys from Darkroom. Yeah. You started the podcast. You know, what was your, what's your process? If you don't, if you don't mind me asking, like, you know, how do you get what you get? If that makes sense. Like your technical specs again. <laughs> um, okay. So I'll, I'll lay it out for you guys. I, and I'll lay it for you, but also you guys. Yeah. yeah I, you've already, you've already laid it out for me, but like people are curious. I'm sure. So <laughs> when, uh, when I first started the podcast, or when we first started the podcast, uh, we knew that we wanted to do about six to eight guests before we put the first episode out. I think we did, I think we did six guests just so we had like a little bit, you know, in the tank and we had a little bit to work on. So it wasn't just like, exactly. And I, I feel like I live my life without a cushion and it's like next day, next day, next week, next week. Like I need things to come out constantly. So it was nice to be like, all right, like let's give ourselves a cushion like, let's not, you know, rush things. Let's do this right. Cause if we do it right, it can work. If we yeah, rush yeah, it yeah. sometimes, you know, if you rush things too quick, then, you know, you kind of stumble on yourself. Uh, it's so hard to stay consistent, like for sure. It, exactly. That was the best way to stay consistent. So, uh, in doing that, I knew what I needed on my end because I did go to school for audio engineering. Um, I already had a sure SM7B, a mic. I had two of them. So that was great. I was like, all right, cool. We have two for two gas. Perfect. Uh, in the beginning, I was running that through the computer, through Pro Tools, because I lived on Pro Tools for four years, so that's all I know. Uh, I still use Pro Tools every single day, if it's not for the podcast, for videos that I shoot. Um, I bounce everything out, OMF file, from Premiere, put it into a, uh, a Pro Tools file session, and just go to town, and then bounce back out go. to Premiere. So that's that's just my workflow. So Pro Tools is my workflow with that. Um, and I was going straight through, so I had to get a, uh, an interface for it. So I was doing that. And in the beginning when I was doing uh mic to interface, interface straight into pro tools, every once in a while, I would get that dumb message, that lag message. And then it stops. I forget what it is now. It's like the CPU error, right? Which is a night- sure, yeah, yeah. nightmare. It's a nightmare for a podcast because you're usually not paying attention to levels and that. I mean, we talked about in the very beginning, how we look at levels constantly, <laughs> yeah. but for some reason, it's, maybe I'll leave that in there. It, we'll, we'll you should. Uh, it's so it's hard. I mean, when you're looking at a recorder, like you and I both do recorders, uh, or at least in that, that sense of like seeing these, these meters. And it's tough because you want to make sure that nothing stops because if it stops, like imagine, like you've imagined, but imagine it stopping, right? Like when I was talking to oh, Chris dude. Burkhardt, I mean, not to put like, you know, certain guests like in the spotlight, but like Chris Burkhardt's podcast, for example, like in there with him, sure. I must have stared at that meter, you know, for minutes <laughs> almost. Like I'm yeah, sitting dude. there and like I'm across from him, but it's tough. Like in this, in this, you know, podcast world, like you really got to make sure that everything's working right. And if it doesn't, like it can really, can really suck. So. It can really suck because really you're suck. never going to get that conversation back. Okay. So like if, if my Adobe audition crashed or like my mic unplugged during this, it would just be a total fucking shit show. And just yeah. so you guys know, the listeners out there, 
all of you, so many, I'm just kidding. Um, I unplugged my mic as I was saying that, just so you have that, just so you have <laughs> See, that for We yourselves. had to give them an example, but it will be <laughs> seamless to, for yeah. them. Uh, yes, exactly. That, yeah, that's the thing. When you listen to podcasts, you know, sometimes you don't know. Like sometimes things go haywire. Sometimes you got to chop in and out of different things or hiccups or coughs or, you know, different things like that. But anyways, um, I forget what my point was, but what I was talking about kind of was how... Um, how I was checking, like I've been checking meters so much, right? As we all do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just found that like running it straight through the computer with, you know, Pro Tools up, I don't know, it just almost seemed like I could go even like more efficient and tighter. So all I do now, super simple. I have a DR70D. It's a little uh, recorder. It has four inputs. Um, I go through that for my mic. I go through another one for a guest. It goes all into the recorder into an SD card. I pop that right into the computer after the podcast and that's it. And then I throw it in Pro Tools and I work with it. So I don't have to work about or worry about any CPU errors, any of that, like everything's super efficient. And when it comes to the frequency now of the podcast, um, we, I would say I probably do about two podcasts a week if I can Dang, fit it sick. in. Um, no, around everything you. else, uh, one a week, 100% for sure. Uh, usually two, I'm usually like two or three weeks ahead. So like right now, like I have about, we have about two to three weeks ahead of us and, uh, I'm going to Ireland and London in May for like two weeks, two and a half weeks. And we're going to take a break in that time. And like, it's kind of going to be like season one wrapped up. And then when I get back, what comes after May? What month is that? March, April, May, June, 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 <laughs> June will be kind of like, like the start of, you know, like the next season of, of the dark room podcast. Well, that's awesome. I, I, you know, I'm technically in season two of this show. I don't know why. Um, but I made like episode 30, like the end of season one. Yeah. And now I'm on this episode 53. Uh, and I believe, I think it's 53 and now it's season two. I don't, I have no reason to do that. I just did it kind of off kilter. I think season two is going to be permanent. Yeah. For now, it's just never it should be. End. So 52 is that, or 53, is that 53 weeks or did you put out the podcast more frequently before? So I put out the podcast very frequently before, uh, it all started because I was listening to, are you familiar with Jared Pullen Frono's photo? No. Okay, so he's like a he's a YouTuber. He's been on YouTube forever and he's always been doing the photography stuff. Yeah. Super helpful. He has a little bit of a an abrasive personality, if right. that makes sense. Like he's very, very, very like intense. That's cool, like, man. I'm a Gary V fan, so I get it. Oh, there there you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's he was I think he was mentioned in Gary B's uh, Gary B. Gary V's uh, <laughs> crushing it book. Nice, nice. Um Anyway, so he started a podcast called The Daily Fro where he was like, I'm just gonna do a podcast every day about my thoughts and shit. And I was like I want to do that. And so yeah. I did that. And it was like two or three weeks of like consistently like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Here's an episode. You know what I mean? That's awesome, uh, was, man. That's a lot of work. Super. It was super rough. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a rough one, especially if you have to live a life outside of that to like pay bills. Well, you stuff. know, I have my wife and son and like, yeah. I just, I have to, I had to find a good balance. And now it's like once a week, I feel is like a, a safe bet. And then there was also, you know, a huge time where I just took like a massive hiatus from the podcast in general. And I feel like that's an interesting thing about podcasting is when you do stop, you know, you can always come back yeah. and like be pretty comfortable in knowing <laughs> that your podcast isn't going to like completely tank to the ground. Like if you're a YouTuber and you stop for like six months or like three months, it's kind of like 
not a good look. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And speaking of YouTube, uh, you said you were vlogging. Oh, yeah. You have a vlog currently? <laughs> no. So I would say, like, I like to just simplify it to all of 2017. Um, okay. I was vlogging. So, you know, Andrew Kearns, Andrew T. Kearns, the photographer. Possibly. If you, if you don't, check him out. He's really, really good. Um, I absolutely so will. I'm a fan. And he was, because I was like a big Peter McKinnon guy and all that, of course. And uh, everybody is. <laughs> everyone is. Yeah, of course. Um, and in the beginning of like seeing Peter, but also like even kind of before that, this guy, Andrew Kearns, he put out these like really cool, just like very sporadic vlogs, like not sporadic when it comes to like timeline of when he put them out, but like just the content on them. Right. It wasn't as polished as your Peter McKinnon. It was more it was, just like, like, it wasn't all like cinematic. And exactly. Like it was like, yeah, yeah. it was a Canon once again, Canon G seven X, like super simple. Like those vlogging cameras that you flip point up and shoot, man. That's a, yeah. that is a favorite for, for the old school vloggers. Yeah, for sure. Like, so, definitely. so I jumped on that train and, uh, I did it, uh, in 2017, I put out one a week for a while and it was fun, dude. I, I, I loved it. Um, you know, I did it a lot and all the trips, like I was that guy for that year that had the camera out, but you know, I will say that there is something, I don't know, something along the way just felt unnatural. And I don't know exactly what that was. But it, I, I definitely felt it. And I think it was just like this kind of introverted side of me that almost felt f like I was forcing that camera interaction because like at the end of the sure. day, like I'm actually like not that much of an extrovert when it comes to like talk, like really when it comes to talking to a camera, like a few feet from your face, like some people have that bone and it's completely natural. And some yeah, people yeah. have to kind of force it just a little bit. And like, I kind of had it and I kind of didn't. And then after a while I was like, I don't know if this is like the medium that I want my creativity to live through. So I put it to the side and and now, you know, I don't know. I know what now you're doing the podcast, man. I mean, the, it's funny the way that I was like, I'm going to do a podcast is because every single person on YouTube was like, I'm doing a vlog. I'm doing, yeah. you know, gear to gear reviews or like tutorials or whatever. Yeah. I was like, you know what people don't do? They don't fucking podcast. Right. So I'm going to just like try to jump on this. And then a lot of people started podcasting not too long after. <laughs> Dude, it, it's hot right now, man. It is. It it's, is hot right now for sure. It's just kind of mind blowing because it's been around for years yeah for the for longest sure. time yeah um and it, it just seems like now it's like kind of getting hot and and i don't understand necessarily why but i'm not mad about it you know what i mean like i'm yeah. just curious as to like what kind of shifted in people's minds that was like podcasting that's what i want to do i want to listen to podcasts now because yeah. podcasts you know but i have this phenomenon that i was having with uh i was talking with my friend esteban at esteban Robles on the good old Instagram. I nice. always like to throw him a shout out. Yeah. Um, but I was talking to him about, you know, when you're in front of camera or when you're in front of a mic, there's like this weird disconnect that you kind of have. And I feel like that's kind of like what you were saying with the whole vlogging thing. Like for instance, when you and I were just like chatting before this episode, it feels almost like that was a more organic conversation right but it's like when you start to get into the podcast mode there's like this so this sort of like shift not in personality but just like that you cannot help like i can't personally help. i don't know if you have this same sort of issue but i'm literally like welcome to the podcast everybody what's going on you know what i mean and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know because my wife one time was like you just don't sound like you you don't like that's not who i know kind of you know what i mean yeah oh and i know like, exactly what you're talking about 
and and I'm literally like, but it is like this is I'm literally just doing what I can't like this is how I talk I guess yeah but in I, front of a mic you I know, know what, I mean? what you mean this I think it I think it just has to do with what we've grown up with and what we know kind of ingrained in our in our heads like what what we expect from not even a podcast but almost like a radio interview I think that yeah. growing up in those days uh you know like I used to listen to that all the time and like I'd hear like Ryan Seacrest like interviewing someone in the morning and like you just kind of like it's built in that it kind of needs to be this more proper very uh more like what's very, going on guys welcome to 107.5 that you know what I mean like dude like exactly very, like, like very pronounced all that and like in the beginning of the darkroom podcast, like I kind of wanted to make sure that I didn't do that a lot. Yeah. To just to be, you know, completely honest, like, dude, I, I do that. A lot, I do that all the time. Uh, and there, <laughs> yeah. dude, there's certain episodes and there's certain people also that I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if in my brain, like, cause I like to try to be more of a chameleon. You know what I mean? Like if someone's going to be very conversational, Oh dude, mm-hmm. like let's, let's chat it up. You know what I mean? Like that's, Absolutely. that's the podcast I want to have. And if someone I can tell would rather do like a question answer type of format, like I'll ask them something and they'll give me a very, you know, either, either just very, very distinct, like a very, uh, you know, honest question back, but they, they end it like the, every, every question comes with an answer comes with an end. Like, I'm like, okay, like now I'm going to gear for that type of like a, an interview. That's the difference. Yes, it's an interview exactly. or a conversation. And like, I fall into both. And I, I don't know if, if there's one proper way. I know guys like Joe Rogan do conversational all the time, but even he'll get into interview style sometimes. So I think it just really sure. depends on the guest, you know? Well, and it's like with you and I, I feel like this is a conversation, right? Whereas with certain guests, I'll actually just like have to think like, oh, I have a question for you. And they'll be like, here's the next question. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But happens it's like, to me too. I, I've, I feel like since we both do this medium, it's kind of a more mutual understanding of like, we can just fucking chat. Oh, this is great. Like that, I, I want to do this all the time. Fun, good content. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this, is, dude, this is the best, man. This is a dream come true because I'm on the other side of it all the time too. And like, yeah, there's a lot of times where, you know, no matter the guests, like, you know, they'll finish up something and sometimes I have to catch myself and be like, oh shit, like what, what oh, am I going to oh, ask shit, now? I have to, get, I have to think of something else you know? like, yeah. right now. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and I, I don't dude. know if that will ever end, but it, it just, you know, it just changes per guest for sure. Well, and in guests, you have to think like a lot of guests that you have have like maybe no experience being interviewed or being on a podcast or being like behind a mic maybe they've never even listened to a fucking podcast you know what i mean like and and it's kind of like finding that balance of like i'm gonna guide you through this right versus we're just gonna have a chat for sure you know what i mean yeah like i i always try to have like a nice little organic conversation before starting to record just because it's just kind of like nice to open yourself up, you know what I mean? Just have a little, have a little chat and and just feel comfortable yeah. with one another. Let them know the like, voice Boom, for let's sure. Fucking do this, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. For sure, exactly. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I feel like that kind of stuff is is just fun. So you <laughs> back to the interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's interview this. Come on. <laughs> so you went to school for audio engineering. I, yeah, I went to school for audio engineering to a school that may not exist anymore. Oh shit. Okay. So <laughs> what, you know, what made you know, like go from improv to like, I want to be an audio engineer. Was it sort of like feasibility? Was it like, I can make this a career or was it more of like, I have a divine passion for sound? Dude, who knows, man? Who really knows? <laughs> uh, so right answer. this is what happened. I moved out with one of my best friends, Michael Fisher at the time in 2010 
Um, or we moved out in 2010. Still one of my best friends moved out in 2010. And we did the whole, like, let's just go to LA, right? Like we both want to do something out there. I thought let's it was just make it. I thought it was comedy and I thought it was improv and acting. And, uh, my buddy Mike was doing business and still is to this day, like, you know, working in insurance. So we went out there and I was 20 cause it's 2010. I'm 28 now. We went out there, we got planted and for a year, like I really tried to make that work and I kind of did. I booked a couple national commercials. That was awesome. And I Hell could, yeah, that's awesome. I could just tell that, I mean, dude, that's a rough, it's a rough lifestyle. It's a rough life. And like, honestly, grind, dude. dude, what I really learned though, is it's not me. Just like I learned that I didn't want to vlog. Like it took me a bit to be like, I'm not, I'm not these people. Like I'd rather, you know, like I, I want to do improv and I want to, you know, try to do comedy and things like that. But I'm not an actor, right? Like I'm not like that type of a person. Um, yeah. so I kind of reevaluated what I was doing and I was making music at the time too. Dude, I've gone through like three music stages, uh, back in the day. Like I had like kind of an indie electro vibe. And then I thought that I wanted to rap a little bit. I know that's insane, but I did for a little that's bit. Sick, dude. Like, like Mac Miller, you know, rest in peace like that, that there kind, you go. right. I was a super yeah, yeah, big yeah. fan for a while. Um, yeah. So I was recording a ton in Logic and like producing my own music under this name, like Five North. And uh, there was Five North, there was Jeffrey Dean, and then there was Valley Dweller. I, I doubt you can find music, but if you can, those are the names. Um, find those. Yeah, find those. <laughs> I, Five North was cool. That was like kind of a little ele electronic, just a little bit, like not too much. Uh, Jeffrey Dean was just a ridiculous stage, but I learned how to really compose music pretty well. Uh, and then Valley Dweller was like my semi-serious, serious death cab for cutie, like wannabe, uh, band. And that didn't Some happen. Like emo really. indie sort of vibe sort of thing, you know? For sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. anyways, I wanted to, to do, you know, I wanted to do music. I, I thought. So I looked around me and there was a school, the art Institute, uh, in Santa Monica which is no longer there today. They closed their doors like maybe two years ago. Whoa. So anyways, I went there. They had an audio engineering program. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I really wanted to make music and a lot of people there do live sound. A lot of people there do gaming uh, sound. Like there's a lot of different options and a lot of different, you know, styles of audio. Um, but in it, you know, I learned Pro Tools. I learned how to, you know, just like dude compose and, and set up music, uh, uh, you know, live music. And I don't know, like just everything, like everything involved in audio. I did that for four years and then I graduated and then I worked at a post house called Picturehead, which is still there today. And it's one of the biggest post production, um, trailer, uh, houses. So like essentially they mix all of the movie trailers that you see for like, oh, Star, shit, that's like Star Wars, like all Disney stuff, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, man, I wonder if I can get in trouble for saying this, like what they do. I don't care. I don't work there anymore. Uh, so, <laughs> so, did you sign an NDA? Just, just yeah. try to remember back. Oh, 100% I did. That's okay though. <laughs> uh, so I worked, I, I actually helped uh, mix the, when Star Wars got a reboot, uh, how many years ago was that? Like five years ago? Like that first yeah, new Star Wars? Like it was so, uh, Force so, Awakens. Yes. That, that, yeah. yeah. So we mixed that first trailer. So if you guys don't know, when you see a movie, um, the trailers that come out on TV and social and all that, there's post houses that make millions of dollars a year just to mix 
those trailers with the same audio stems, but it's not the same mix you're hearing from the theater because the theater needs to be bigger and just different. So we, we would mix for, you know, social for television and, and then we'd ship those things out and the cycle of 14 hour days continues. So it was all audio uh, engineering, though. Like it was audio all audio, mixing, basically. That okay. was it. Interesting. Yeah. So I started. I was a I, runner, always, runner there, and then I've I always been curious mixing. about trailers because yeah. I've always like, like you know, like in, in certain certain scenarios, I've always just like, well, I'm sure that whoever does you know editing just edits a trailer together and throws it out. But like, you just blew my mind by saying like, there's an entire industry. Industry. industry behind industry. audio mixing for a trailer <laughs> for a trailer and this is this is the kicker is you're working at least you know i was and my buddy brian from real nice boys podcast uh he was there, there too go. i got him a job there um but there there are people working 12 to 14 hours around the clock just non-stop in a studio in a dark room for a trailer that will come out sound beautiful no one cares. Like, I'm sorry, but no one cares. Like, it sounds great. Some people that know audio, they'll care. They'll be like, man, that trailer sounded great. And then that I've trailer I've never stops. appreciated audio more than after starting this podcast. So, like, yeah. now I care. So, you that television, I mean? like, when you're eating, like, Cheetos or popcorn and that TV trailer comes up and you just look at your phone. Like, whoever mixed that Avengers trailer, which was us usually, uh, <laughs> no one cares. But, like, that is tons of people, tons of time, tons of money. Tons of redos, tons of re-edits, late nights in the studio, arguing all the time. Just so much goes into it. I was like, man, this is, it sounds cool. Like we, we mix trailers for Disney and, and you know, all that. But it's at the end of the day, man, like if you're in that field, I, like I totally respect it. Like that's your grind. That's your thing. I met people that were amazing. I had a great mentor. He loves it. His name is Quinn. Um, Shout out to my boy Quinn who taught me all that stuff. But like, man, like just, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And that can go for anything, but, but man, like that was a rough lifestyle for, for the time that I was there. I was there for about about a year, uh, doing that. And then, and then I got out. Well, dude, I mean, I feel like, you know, like you said, it sounds super cool. Like on paper, that's awesome, dude. I, yeah. I mix trailers for Disney. <clears throat> right. That's like, dude, you fucking made it. <laughs> you, you you did it, dude. But like, I love peeling back the like kind of mystique behind this kind of thing. Yeah. Like, uh, again, when I was talking to Ben last week, I was talking to him about his trip to the Faroe Islands. Yeah. And hearing his like harrowing fucking experience at one of the most beautiful places in the world, it almost makes you feel better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, like, yes, I would love to go to the Faroe Islands, but it's also kind of nice to know that maybe not everybody has the most amazing, wonderful experience. Like, like, um, a lot of YouTubers say like, you see 5% of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see the stuff that I want you to see. You exactly. don't do anything yeah, that's it. further. And I feel like that's so important to understand. And like your experience mixing trailers for fucking Disney for fucking <laughs> for Star Wars, dude, like most people be like, oh man, how could you leave that? And you're yeah. just like, you didn't fucking do it. You know, <laughs> well, dude, like, you gotta, you gotta try dude. shit to figure out what you don't like. And I've, my life is that, you know, like I, my life is literally trying shit because I wanted to do it. I was interested, like all kind of creatively based, right? Like music, sure. audio, photography, video, podcast, vlog. Like, dude, like, can I stop trying shit? Like, I want to stop trying shit, but I just want to keep trying shit. But I realize, I just realized that way, like what I do and what I don't want. You know what I mean? Like I would have never known that unless I, 
you know, did it. And, you know, if I didn't do it, maybe I would never be doing this podcast. Like who knows, but like, there's a, there's a flow to life I feel like, and you really just need to do whatever you want to do. And if you don't like it, that's fine, but just try it. And then if some shit doesn't work out, then that might lead to something else. I think I should shit like 20 times in that. So sorry. (laughs) Throw throw them all out, dude. I make every one of these explicit. Don't don't feel bad. Um, I have, I have a same sort of similar thing. Like, Growing up, I was like, I've always wanted to do something in the arts. Always. Like, yeah. Ever since I was young, my dad was is an incredible writer. Um, and he would always be like, you should you should get into to art so you can draw comics. And then we can be like a father-son duo and everything. So I was like, I'm going to be an artist. That's what I'm going to do. And even as a fucking like 10-year-old, I was like, this is not lucrative. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was literally yeah. like, like, there's no, this isn't going to take me fucking anywhere. Yeah. Um, especially if you're not good at it, which I wasn't. Um, but, you know, I kept pushing for that and kept pushing for that. And even after I got all my shit stolen, when I got that insurance check, I dropped the entire thing on like a way a Wacom pro into us all in one computer. And I was just like, I'm going to go so hard oh, really? into digital illustration and yeah. digital painting. I'm going to go work for fucking Bungie or something. You know what I mean? Like I was literally just <laughs> yeah. like, like I'm going to be a concept artist. You know what I mean? And I just fucking failed miserably. At yeah. It. I did a few classes, um, through a really, really cool program. It wasn't the program that was the problem, but it was me, you know? And it was just this, like this sort of like, fuck dude, why did you do this to yourself? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, why would you go so far? And I feel like without that sort of experience, I wouldn't necessarily be doing what I'm doing either. Yeah. Right. Like I wanted to start a podcast. I could have spent $2,000 and gotten like, you know, the Scarlet 2i or 4i4 and like four fucking sure SM7Bs and just had a huge thing. But I feel like maybe I wouldn't have, maybe I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no, when for you sure. start from that, well, sort of like, like more mellow and more like, hmm, I actually kind of enjoy this. The simplicity is nice. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Dude, and I'm a fan a about like overwhelming. just starting with simple shit. I'm a, I'm a fan of yeah. that for every aspect of everything. Like a camera too. Like Minimalism, any, anything. dude. Dude, I'm about it. And like, you don't need, you don't need to go crazy before you really realize like what you need. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to get the best stuff to start something, to start a podcast or to start shooting or to start, you know, like digital art, like whatever, like just start simply start like by like your means, like what you can afford, what you can do and then get really good at that. And then when you get so good at that, that you just have to outgrow it, then move on to the next thing. Exactly. Like I do, I also do design every once in a while because yeah. I feel like for some we reason, every to. photographer at some point too, was a graphic designer. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has to do graphic <laughs> design. Dude, it's, it, it's some you point, have to. You know, like you got to design your own cards, you got to design your own branding, all that kind of it's stuff. It's like typing class. When I was in sixth grade, I took typing classes. Like, I don't need to do this shit. But you know what? <laughs> now I'm glad I did. And now I'm glad that I teeter in graphic design because we just need it for everything. Dude, Mavis Beacon? Was that, was that your, was that your typing like I program? Even, I don't even know what that is. I remember the most random things from my life. Like one <laughs> of them was when I was in middle school, we had to do a typing class as well. And like my words per minute were trash. And so I started <laughs> using their program, which was called Mavis Beacon. Yeah. And Mavis Sounds Beacon epic. would like, it would like scream things at you while you t- tell you to type them out. And if you messed up, it'd be like, ah, and it was like the worst fucking yeah. feeling. It was like um, a, a bop. Dude, I, I remember when I was in elementary school, I don't know why I thought about this. 
I, we did the dumbest thing ever. And it was for a typing class. I don't know why, but we hated going to typing class. So me and a couple of buddies, for some reason, we thought this was like funny or a good idea or whatever, but uh, we would trade off and see who could hide in the classroom while the entire class walked to typing class. And there was a library like in the class, like a little corner cubby. And you could hide behind the library, behind all the books. You could just crawl back there. So like when you knew typing class is coming, you would kind of just like crawl into your desk. And like, if it was me, it was like, okay, it's my turn to try to hide. And I go back and like <laughs> hide behind this bookshelf and the class would leave. And I would just sit there like a mummy for an hour, not doing anything, but waiting for the class to get back. And usually it was a teacher halfway through opening the door. Like, Dane, I know you're behind the bookshelf. Get the typing class. And then I get out, get in trouble, go to the principal's office. But man, that was so stupid. <laughs> the dude, the things you think about that you did when it's you were crazy. like, it's just so like, like I realize now that it's really bad, but like I started saying like fuck and shit and terrible things in like third grade, like because I just yeah. thought it was the coolest, edgiest dude. Like, oh my yeah. God. Like, like I had kids in my class were like, dude, you can calm down on it. Like, all right, like <laughs> everybody yeah. else is saying it. Like you don't have to go so hard. Yeah. And, and it's just really interesting to think about that kind of stuff, especially because like, you know, when I was younger, I had a fucking camera and who knows where I'd be right now if I continued to fucking use it or if I can, <laughs> or if I paid attention in school or like, God knows what, you yeah. know what I mean? Dude, that's like, the game, really, man. Who knows what would happen? I'm 26 now. And I just finally feel like I've found something that I'm like really passionate about yeah. and like actually not horrible at, you know <laughs> what I mean? And it's like the, both of the creative mediums, Yeah, all three of the create, I do a lot more than I should, but like, you know, I've, I've gotten really into sound. I really yeah. love doing sound stuff. Like I started producing music in Ableton for nice, client man. work. So I didn't have to yeah. pay for a royalty free shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like photography, I've spent more time learning about that than literally anything ever in my life. I've spent hundreds of hours on YouTube yeah. just learning and learning and learning and just finding the inspiration and, you know, whatever the case was. Yeah. And then video and then this, man, podcasting. And I feel like podcasting of all those things is the most simple and just the most like. It is. Organic, <clears throat> dude. You just fucking do it and it's done yeah you know what i mean for sure like once we once we hit like the fucking stop record shit we're done no we're not there's <laughs> way more to it <laughs> no no that. but there's something but to be you know said I mean? it, it's very cool to have these conversations be just completely saved you know and like maybe yeah. maybe we'll really 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 appreciate it 10 years from now like i love it now right but i don't really go back and look at it like that yet where it's like, Oh man, like I can't wait to go back and listen to these conversations just cause it's so, it's sure. still so fresh, you know, but like still imagine so like yeah. 30 years down the line, you know what I mean? You can look back and be like, man, like I still have like these awesome conversations and like this, With this place in like, time. Rad right? people. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's almost like a photograph, right? Like it, it will take you back immediately. And the fact that it's there and that it was captured, like that is the coolest part, you know? Oh dude, absolutely. Yeah. Even for me now, I'm go. I think I've actually passed the year mark on this podcast. Nice. So I'll like go back and like listen to an older episode and be like, God, this is so fucking bad. Like I sound horrible. <laughs> what was I doing? Dude, I sound like I'm in a tin can. I'm using a studio condenser. I didn't know anything about EQing, like all that kind of stuff. And it's super fun because like you can go back to like your humble beginnings, you know, right. like, uh, a, a big thing on Instagram is like archiving all your old work and only showing off your best of the best of the best with honors, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't, 
to necessarily feel like that's a, the greatest thing to do because I love going back and being like, God damn, dude, ew, why did <laughs> yeah. I think that was a good idea? You know? No, like, it's good. It shows you, progress too. Like with yeah, anything, right? Well, you got you, to. You see your progress and it's just like a wonderful feeling. Um, but it's also just kind of nice to go back and then you see that photo that you're like, damn, that's pretty good. Yeah. You there's all, there's like, always, there's always those that few bad. that stick out for sure. Oh, dude, absolutely. But we are going on a little over an hour now. So I'm going to go ahead and probably call it. What do you think? Yeah, man. You, you feeling it? You got, you, if you have any more, fucking throw it at me. I'm by no means being like, yeah, it's over, dude. Let's fucking, let's stop. Um, dude, I could, I could, I could me, talk man, to you for three hours. It doesn't, it doesn't change anything. <laughs> that That's totally fair. So in the interest of, having just a nice, cohesive, complete conversation before we both start getting tired and being like, yeah, man, no, for sure. It's <laughs> like, really? Yeah, dude, no, yeah. okay, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, but but um, we're going to go ahead and call it. But Dane, dude, thank you so much for yeah. being on the show, man. Dude, of course. Super duper cool to have you on. Thank you so Make much sure for you having go, me. Dude, of course. Make sure you go check out Dane on all of the social media. Listen to the Dark Room podcast. Go ahead and plug. Do do your plug, man. Throw, throw it uh, out there. Let everybody know. So yeah, the, so the Dark Room podcast uh, on iTunes, Spotify, and then uh, uh, darkroom.tech, which is going to become darkroom.com. If you want to do prints and all that, that's a shout out to Anders and Theo. I highly suggest it if you're a photographer um, or just a I creator. actually use it myself. Yeah, yeah there you go. Great. Perfect. Yeah, or an artist. Like you can you can use it whenever. Uh, or for mm-hmm. whatever. Um, my Instagram is at Dane Diener, D-A-N-E-D-E-A-N-E-R. It's a really weird name. People call me Dan my en- entire life, which is cool, uh, but it works. Fine, so Dane yeah, Diener. Um, DaneDiener.me is my website. You can see all my photos on there, some video on there, but mainly for my uh, photography. And that's it, man. That's uh, that's that's all I got. Perfect. Dude, hell, hell Yeah. Now I'm going to plug myself. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at lrntz.jpg. I know it's really edgy and cool. Um, Check out the website, lawrencephoto.com for all your photo and video needs. I just added a photo, a video section up there so you guys can see the videos because for some reason I never post them on Instagram because I'm just too cool for that. I I don't, I honestly don't know why I don't. Um, But yeah, other than that, folks, if you listen to the very end of this hour and so minute podcast with the the man the myth the legend the podcast host <laughs> dane diener thank you so much thank you if you're guys. listening during yeah if you're listening during the daytime or the nighttime i just hope it's a great time and um well that's it <laughs>